0: This is Bootstrap FM, a show about real life as a small business in the technology industry. We talk transparently about lifestyle, tools, struggles, and successes in small shops like ours. So today on the show, I have uh, uh, Adam and Jacob from Insignia Studios. Um, they're a video production company out of Denver, Denver Colorado. Um, I have had some brief conversation with Adam from Insignia. He kind of reached out to me on Reddit after I had done some posts on the podcast for him, um, you know, kind of collected some information about some of the entrepreneurs and if there was some interest in doing interviews on the show. So um, they've, they've got a pretty interesting story to tell. I'm super happy to have them on the show and look forward to spending some time with them uh, today, kind of going over what Insignia is and a little bit of history um, their personal history and kind of what they're doing with the business. So, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks
1: a lot. Really glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having us.
0: Well, tell tell us a little bit about um, who you guys are. Just kind of personal history um, and maybe a little bit about how you got started.
1: Yeah, great. Um, my name's Adam. Um, I'm co-founder of Insignia Studios. Been working with my man Jacob here for quite some time. This is coming up to about ten years making video productions, both smaller and somewhat larger scale. Um, it's something we're both very passionate about um after spending many years in corporate america we decided to give it a shot and give this a really good go and it's been a great journey so far we're having a lot of fun we're learning a lot every single day we're having a lot of fun in the creative process
0: that's awesome what did you guys do uh what did you guys do beforehand what was your what was your history before you said you you were in the corporate world
1: yeah so i spent gosh popped around a little bit of everywhere uh, I spent a good amount of years, mostly in the real estate field. Uh, was a licensed real estate agent for some years. Worked in the back end of the operations side, um, you know, helping transactions get through the, you know, the space that they need to get through in order to get to the finish line, and uh, mortgage operations as well.
0: What about you, Jacob?
2: Yeah. So myself, uh, this is Jacob. I, I'm. You know, somewhat of a a serial entrepreneur, but definitely uh, Adam and I's paths cross many years back uh, in corporate America. Uh, So yeah, now running a video production company and really just having a bunch of fun doing it.
0: Tell us a little bit about Insignia. How long how long ago did you guys start working on Insignia?
2: So I think this concept came about Q4 of last year, Um, and. Before that, it was even earlier, but that was the, I think, official start of, of really what we're doing now. So we're super early stage, but we've been making creative together for years and years and years. And so I think it actually goes back to, you know, when I was a kid and just making skateboard videos with my friends and uh, just enjoying that time together, right? and developing like something that you loved. Uh, and then from there, just something that I dabbled in for years and years, met Adam, Uh, in that corporate kind of environment, but we shared a creative passion and uh, his photography overlap then came into the, to the actual recording of video production. And, and then from there, it was just, you know, it just made sense.
0: That's awesome. That's super cool. So you're, you're, you know, historically a video guy doing some, you know, kind of your own sports video stuff uh, or, or for entertainment, Um, Adam, you were primarily on the photography side.
1: Yeah, that's where I initially got into the camera operation world, we'll call it for the sake of this conversation. Um, One day, I I distinctly recall this, I came over to my good friend Jacob's house and he was working on a music video, I believe it was. And I kind of noticed the direct overlap between like the photography thing and the video thing. And I was like, I have cameras, I'm fairly good with them. Next time you had a project, we decided to link up on it and, you know, kind of learn the ins and outs of, you know, the technical specifics for video, like video editing and how that software kind of worked and how to, you know, build an output using, you know, video clips instead of just photos. So slowly over time, we just, you know, I guess the best way to put it is we, you know, worked together on some projects and then we realized that there was a market for it. And it began, you know, a little bit more innocently. It was a way for us to extend our toolkit and make a little bit of profit and reinvest into ourselves. And slowly over time, as Jacob said, it just made sense for us to try and take it full scale and see if we could cover our financial needs as well, right?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So how long did you guys kind of toy around before, um, you know, work on these projects on the side and those types of things before you actually got serious about it?
2: Uh, I mean, It was an important part of, uh, the last business that I was running to kind of doing some independent contracting. And so it's one of those things where we've probably been doing it for a little over a decade now.
0: That's very cool. There's like so much stuff that changes on video. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big video guy, so it's super interesting. I think, I mean, I was, I was, I was talking to Adam just briefly earlier before the show and we were talking about, um, you know, kind of the, how we consume audio and video and those types of things. Um, I think, I think the, the direction that video is going is, is really, really interesting. And what you can do with, uh, an SLR camera these days is just crazy impressive. And you guys are in that, you know, every single day. I'm sure I, I see just a little bit, a little bit of it from the sidelines, but, uh, um, that's awesome. That's super cool. Um, so what are, what are your goals for, for insignia? Kind of what's the, well, actually, actually, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about the product. Tell me what the product is, um, for insignia studios. What do you guys sell? What are, what are your services?
2: So I think the best way to say it is script-to-screen video production services. That's what we aim to do uh, at its core. Um, It's something that a lot of people struggle with, right? You just mentioned the fact that you have seen all the impressive things that can be done, but you may not have the knowledge to do it and you realize the importance of it. You yourself right there just basically hit on what the problem that we try and solve for people as a business, which is they want to do video to help improve their, their marketing their branding, right? the list goes on and on. Uh, but they don't have time to understand how to do it at the highest level where they're going to put their best foot forward and really just uh, enhance their overall mission, vision, and, and communication around their products. So if we can fill that void in a very technical, specific way, and make that process really easy for people, that's what we aim to do. So it puts us in tons of different industries and applications. You know, we are constantly finding ourselves breaking into new things that we've never done before and learning value propositions of products that we you know, didn't really understand previously. And so that's really cool to be able to learn along the way. But yeah, people come to us with an idea. And you know, we're fortunate enough to enjoy the creative process enough to, to be in there with them and try and help them really nail it in the way that they want to and then it comes out in whatever video package that they want, right? Maybe it's something that's super long form or long term, maybe it's live stream, maybe it's, you know, your super high-end kind of video business cards that live on websites, customer testimonials, right? The the actual like product list that Adam and I talk about all the time grows every single day because there's always some new application that people want to apply video to. And so yeah. we're just helping them plug that plug that that niche right there.
0: That's awesome. So, so, and and you're pretty much targeted towards, um, towards business or do you flow into kind of in consumer, um, area as well?
1: Yeah. It's almost entirely business to business. Uh, the consumer market just to, you know, hit a very high level point with it. We haven't right, I guess, found the right customer at the right price point to go on the personal video side of things. Also, um, the content creation to some extent has been so democratized with, really powerful cell phone cameras and very powerful, uh, inexpensive devices that capture great video and audio, uh, that tends to serve the, you know, home video need. Um, so we view ourselves entirely a business to business organization.
0: It is. I mean, I mean, understanding, you know, me, we're, we're primarily business to business focused as well in the software industry. Um, it sounds like you guys are really kind of the video production problem solving team, um, for businesses. And there, you know, there's a whole bunch of different messages, a whole bunch of different service possibilities, and that stuff is expanding all the time. Um, I think it's, you know, from our perspective, it's easier to sell to a small to medium-sized business and get in the door. Um, there's, you know, there's an existing budget there. Um, there's some goals and problems to solve. So it makes sense, um, kind of the direction that you guys are heading. I've always thought about, you know, consumer, I think the consumer industry is really difficult because you're, you, you need such a big, piece of the market to be effective there. Um, and for, you know, for small guys like us, it's, that's, that's tough. It's really tough. Um, it's a, it's a hard sell to get money out of your time basically for that. Um, yeah. And uh, I, you know, I've been involved with a couple other, not indirectly involved. Basically I have some, a buddy out in Idaho that, um, you know, ran a video production company for those specific to weddings, um, over the, you know, the last, I think he sold it this last year, but, um, super high end, they were doing super high end weddings. So they have a good market in, you know, Southern California and certain parts of the country. They have a very specific clientele. Um, and they, they had some really good revenue, but it's, it's, it's a very niche, Placement for what their product was. So it seems like what you guys are doing, you can open up a little bit more and you've, um, the budget isn't as much of a concern to the client. So that's actually really, really cool. Um, so who is your ideal client? Who's, who's the perfect client for, for instance,
1: we're thinking over who should answer this one. Um, (laughs) I think, I think our ideal client is, um, man, that's a great question. Uh, it's definitely a ideally small to medium sized business for the time being, I guess it could be any size, but, the ideal client for us would recognize the value and the long-term play of utilizing video marketing to you know, complete whatever goal they have, whether it's pushing more revenue in a certain direction, or it's long-term branding, or it's communicating your message to consumers, or entertaining an audience, whatever the case may be. Um, we really seek people who are already in the know on the importance of video marketing right now. Uh, We spend, for example, while we're out prospecting, we generally tend to spend very little time convincing people that video is the right direction to go just because we know that there are enough people out there who already see the vision, who understand the value of it, that we don't have to spend a lot of time convincing people. It's more about finding the right folks who are just kind of knowing that they need to go that direction and need to have certain criteria met or certain uh, challenges overcome in order to bring video to their branding or to their revenue line or whatever the case may be.
2: You want to know what's really funny about that is uh, most of the time I kind of have a a business answer and Adam tends to have a creative answer. And you'll notice a pattern throughout this conversation, I'm sure. But he definitely just took the business one right there. And I'll add in the creative side of, of that, which is truthfully, the, our ideal client is somebody that really understands the value in content marketing, right? Adam hit on that, like very in-depth. The The last part is, I think it's somebody that really trusts us with our vision. It tends to yield such a more positive outcome for, for them as a client because of how much pride that we take in the stories that we tell and really solving those people's problems, right? it's a It's a very big dedication of ours. And so when we do that, and we're given that one hundred percent kind of creative f- freedom, you know, with a little bit of guidance, but really trusted in the process and everything. There, uh, the outcomes just tend to be, you know, a significant amount higher. I would say, and so that I think is what I would add to the ideal client there, right? Somebody who understands the value of uh, what it is that we're trying to put out there, but then also that really trusts us to get the job done and do it well.
0: Yeah, we we see a lot of the same things. I mean, there are times when. Um, you know, a clients trying to get involved, um, really maybe sort of micromanage some of the process or direct the process way more, um, than is beneficial sometimes. So, um, you know, and I, you guys will probably, you know, I am assume, I assume that you're, you run into that every once in a while and it's, it's, maybe it's a good fit. Maybe it works well, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, what you're selling is problem solving and your knowledge and what you're getting done and, and not, you know, somebody holding the camera and just hitting record, um, yeah. they can, they could that elsewhere. You're you're so, so the whole idea is that they, they kind of trust the solution. So, and I think yeah. the most important part of
2: that, yeah, they got to trust the solution, but you know, it is just the appropriate level of collaboration, right? Sometimes we do have the inception idea, right? Like we have plenty of projects that we've like literally written the concept for like script to screen means that we can literally come up with the concept for you to solve the problem. But lots of times somebody hits us with like, you know, an idea already. And it's important for us to execute on their vision. So yeah, I think it's more trust in the process rather than like the actual outcome there. It's just like, Hey, this is where you're coming into the creative. This is uh, what you need done. And uh, yeah, it's great to, it's great to collaborate like that. I think that's yeah. a big part of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, so getting back into my question earlier, what are your, what, what do you guys have for goals for the business? I mean, it's starting off with kind of financial goals, Um, you know, this is, you're going into, you said quarter four last year. So you're going into basically your first year, Yep. um, officially first year, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, but, um, what, what do you, what's your vision for what the business becomes? So
2: number one, most important thing is the business remains profitable, right? Uh, Adam and I have a, a partnership in place and, uh, we are constantly focused on, you know, the business side of things as well as the creative. The creative is, I think what drives our passion, but it's also really fun to work on our own business side of things as well, right? Yeah. So uh, financially, I think our, our goals are you know, really to make sure that him and I get to maintain the lifestyles that we want and we get to work with people that we love. Uh, you know, and we're blessed enough to get to try and put our passion out there in front of people every single day. So that I think is, is really the financial side of it, right? Is maintain the, the lifestyle that both of us are, are looking for.
0: Do you think that you're going to end up, is this going to be kind of a two party team? Is it, do you, do you guys envision that you're going to, you're going to build up a, a staff and maybe they're doing production or maybe they're doing, they're, they're doing some recording and you guys are taking your creative or, or, um, what are the goals on that side? Or have you, you know, have you, have you gotten that far yet?
1: Um, that's a great question. And we think about this, uh, with relative frequency at the moment, we're still a two person team. Uh, we seem to be covering all the bases, but, uh, Yeah, this will be diving in slightly deeper into the production puzzle, but I feel like people want to hear about this. One of the challenges that we see on our end, for example, is the distribution piece of the puzzle, right? So we make all this really great video for people. They love it. Now what? So Jacob and I, we love the creative process to the point where perhaps we are, um, uh, you know, the social media side, for example, is somewhere where we don't necessarily want to go deep ie like doing social media management for people or sure. you know being in that agency kind of role in that regard so to answer your question one of the things that we're constantly wondering is should we partner with somebody there and what is the nature of that right does this mean we work with a third party contractor that we really like their service level does that mean we should add somebody to the team i don't personally feel as though we'll go this route, but we've even had discussions about uh, adding somebody to the, turning into a three person team here at Insignia and adding somebody to the equation just to cover that side of it, right? Um, and that's just one of many things. You know, we've talked also about the idea of eventually adding uh, people to help us with the editing workload or You know, if we get a client, you know, we try to really focus on servicing our local area, but we're definitely, definitely taking projects all over the United States. We actually were out traveling last week, uh, capturing some content for a great client of ours. Uh, But the direct answer to your question is, is we're still a little early phase. We're certainly in active conversations on how to grow the team because we feel like there will be a point where the scale doesn't work for a two person team. And I think that we're uh, we're nimble enough to kind of make a game time decision on what the right move is on a per project or per client basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's been our approach so far. And as Jacob said, we do work with some third party contractors to take on some of the things uh, that we feel like aren't necessarily the highest and best use of our personal time as co-founders and you know being heavily involved in the other aspects of the business right
0: there's that's one thing I mean getting over the hump of actually starting the the team building process is is uh, it's a difficult decision to make because nobody's ever gonna work as hard as you guys are and nobody's ever going to be as passionate as you guys are um, you know, at the end of the day, you guys are both focused on getting, getting the the best product out the door and providing the best service for, you know, your clients and and building and moving forward and so on and so forth. And, um, the first time you bring somebody else in, um, onto the team, first off, do they fit, <laughs> you know, personality wise, you got to make sure there's, the, there's a good mesh there. It sounds like you guys have a lot of history together. So you kind of know what to expect from each other. Um, and you, you know, you get along well and you, you probably pal around on the side, all that kind of stuff. So, um getting over that hump on team building is actually super super difficult it's a total pain in the ass honestly um you know i myself I, I i was solo for over a decade um and you know went off a couple different times and tried to hire somebody else and um and it just didn't work out um and then uh, finally you know made the leap and got super serious kind of early um in 2011 so completely understand that perspective uh it's going to be interesting to see you know kind of how you guys progress this year i'd be kind of excited to watch what you're doing and um the things that you kind of run into uh, as you move forward with the team are you guys did you guys uh are you guys all self-funded are you putting this all, all this stuff together um did you go out and do a, a friends and family race to kind of put the project together or, or how does that work how do you do how'd you do your financial um start
2: Sure. So I have a lot of experience with fundraising um, at a previous venture of mine, but I do not, uh, we did not fundraise here. We are 100% bootstrapped. Uh, You know, we've always, you always think about the friends and family stuff, but truthfully, both of our previous uh, corporate stints, I would say, gave us a foundation to launch off of now, where, you know, we again are lucky enough to be working on. What we love every single day.
0: do you what's your so today you get you know if you're if if we're three, four, five, six, whatever, however many months into the official kind of inception of this thing, uh, what's your biggest financial concern or worry today?
1: Honestly, um, since we've been able to you know have a good foundation to get started on from a financial standpoint, Maybe not the right phraseology is to say it's a concern, but one of our major focuses is definitely revenue uh, right off the bat. A lot of the time and effort that we spend uh, at the current moment is surrounding how to build some great relationships with people, meet new clients, service these folks great right off the bat. Uh, But frontline top-end revenue has been absolutely major focus for the first number of months here and will remain a major focus in the foreseeable future.
2: I would also add, I, I would add to that, like, I'm, of course, top line and media revenue is super important. Um, but I think one thing that Adam has really led the way on uh, in these early months is the importance of the entity, right? Uh, what we're building is important to us. This company is not just a financial means for us. It's something that We understand the bigger picture of and the value that it provides for people. And therefore, for us to be responsible and good business owners, it's important for us to put money back in this company. And so really making sure that we are setting ourselves up for what could be that passion project in the future. Right? These things really matter to us because those are also... When we want to work on something, when we have that extra passion, they come out better. And uh, therefore, we always want to be making sure that we are providing ourselves opportunity to really work on those things in the future and no better way to do it than, you know, to, again, basically bootstrap that project. Right. Uh, but from an actual like maybe film perspective or, you know, uh, large travel documentary, who knows? Um, but something that is, uh, another type of level of of what our own partnership would look like.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, honestly, Um, looking at it from this side, I mean, you guys are in a real sweet spot for that. You know, it's, you you only got to worry about both of you eating and, you know, family and whatever, but, but you've got both of, you you know, you are the two concerns. You, you're not super concerned with, um, supporting a big staff or, you know, you know, a whole bunch of expenses out of the gate. Um, so that's, that's actually, I, I think, super high chance of success there. Just given that you can both sort of push towards, um, hit, you know, hitting the metrics that you need to hit to make things work now. And then, like you said, putting stuff on the side and getting into these other, um, these other, these other projects that you might want to get into and fund, um, internally. Um, you know, for me kind of limelight has been very similar to that where we, it's, it's sort of my, my baby. And then it gets me involved in these other projects that we have outside, um, you guys being focused on film, film production, um, but just the way it's organized kind of, Sort of like a consulting entity where you've got a, you build up your good set, your good bank of business, and then you can kind of reach out and um, determine what your next big project happens to be and, and do that yourself or, or, you know, decide how to go forward with it. So that's really cool. That's super, super cool. Are you guys, uh, what about family life? Are you guys married?
2: Yeah, I'm married. No kids yet, but expecting very soon. So super excited about that. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And you guys are both in Denver. Is that accurate? That's correct. Did you grow up there? Is that kind of where you're from originally?
2: I'm born and raised here. Uh, I spent the last year and a half in Seattle, uh, but after the the, net, the new family member addition, we decided to be come back and be closer to the tribe. Also, part of the the reason that uh, the timing made sense for our business as well.
0: So I'm six hours away from Seattle. We're we're over in Spokane on the east side of the state of Washington. So
2: cool,
1: awesome, and I'm in a committed relationship. Have been. Um, Coming up on five years now, and we're not married. Uh, no kids at this point. I'm originally from Las Vegas, Nevada, but I've been in Denver uh, in excess
2: of ten years at this point.
0: Oh, nice. So that's home for you guys. It's not. It's not a. It's it's not just a new stint somewhere. You guys are there for long term.
2: Yeah, so right. we didn't we didn't pick the market here, right? We're we're currently working within the market because uh, we this is where we choose to live. Yeah, it's very grassroots campaign, as it were. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. So are, are is there a lot, I mean, you know, new business owners, you're having to play, you're having to wear a lot of hats, um, you know, having, having doing this stuff all the time from, you know, on, on my side, I totally get that, you know, you're having to be your own accountant and you're having to be your own, um, you know, maybe even attorney in the beginning, just trying to figure things out and getting contracts in place and all those kinds of things. Um, are you, how do you guys juggle all that stuff? Is it, uh, has it been easy? Is it super difficult? Do you make time for, you know, you're, you're, you're both in relationships on the side. Is it, is there family life that does that get affected or, or kind of, how does that work for you?
2: You know, anybody that says that stuff is easy, uh, this early on is lying to you. Uh, yeah. the, the work will always pile up. I will tell you, Adam has been a big component of this that the work fits the space. So you set aside the time to get things done and they get done. You know, you just got to be hyper focused. I have really tried to incorporate a lot of the things that I've learned in the tech world and my project management background and things like that into our daily and weekly practices. So, you know, we run OKRs and uh, those trickle down through project management boards and pieces of software that we've implemented to try and make those parts of our lives easier. So we really just try and lean into those. And I wouldn't say it's like impacted anything in a negative way, but I'm also not saying that's easy. Sure. And
1: the thing I'll add to that is I think that at the moment, um, this, of course, is subject to change on a moment by moment basis. But Jacob and I do a pretty good job about finding balance with one another. Uh, both for our personal and our work lives um, as you alluded to earlier you know you'd mentioned that we probably pal around quite a bit and we do right this is a very close friend of mine a very personal friend so you know we find a very interesting kind of time combination bonus where we're having fun working together and that kind of fills that friendship space to an extent plus we also try to make sure that we set aside time to separate out both things like okay we're gonna sit down and we're gonna work for a while. And, you know, on Saturday, we're just going to go play golf. Right. Uh, So we strike that good balance uh, inside of the team. And then also with our personal lives, Um, Jacob obviously about to have his first kid and he's going to need the time to, you know, raise his family and be there. And as a good teammate, I'll just want to support him in that like a hundred million percent. Um, And in as much, I also get my time to, you know, develop my relationship with my girlfriend and, you know, my friendships outside of Insignia Studios and have my own personal free time. And I don't suspect it'll ever become this way. Um, uh, but I get the impression that in the entrepreneur sense, the work-life balance is a very difficult part of the equation to work in. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, this is moment uh, subject to change at any moment's notice. But as of right now, we're finding a really great balance between the, you know, Obligation toward the business and the obligation that we have toward our personal lives. And also, you know, if we need to dedicate more time to one or the other, uh, it's great to have a teammate so that it'd be like, hey, I have XYZ obligations that I have to do outside of Ex- Insignia. You know, I could really use your help here, here, here so that I could do that. And we're always willing to fill those spaces. Um, Jacob alluded to this, and this is something that I've recently picked up is that. Work will generally expand or contract somewhat to fit a particular time need, right? So the briefest breakdown is if you have, for some reason, you know, this happened in the corporate environment quite a bit, you know, four days of work to do and three days to do it, you kind of find a way to get that, all that work done. Conversely, you know, if you have two days of work and five days to get it done, you'll find a way to probably stretch that out and make it, you know, you'll sandbag your way through it if you, if you need to, right? Um, so we generally tend to find that we're prioritizing well, both our personal and our work lives. And there's a pretty good balance in there for the time being, but you know, tomorrow's another story, right? <laughs> sure. And I think the only last thing that I'll add is that, uh, Jacob and I would really enjoy being put in a spot where we need to get hyper, hyper focused and super efficient in order to meet a particular service need. Like we're busy for sure. Uh, but we would love to expand that challenge to a spot where it's like, oh, now we really had, you know, if we have some problems to think through in that regard, it probably means that great things are happening with the business, right?
0: It is cool that you guys, um, you know, can sort of tag team some of that stuff. Um, and especially having, you know, being kind of on equal ground and understanding that there are, there is, and there does need to be work-life balance and things going on at home and that kind of a thing. So um, you know, juggling all the time, especially if you, if you guys have, you know, partners that are invested in you and your success and, and that kind of a thing that's super helpful. Um, so it's good to hear that that actually works out well for you. That's always been a difficult, a difficult thing for me, you know, for a long time. Um, you know, I started in the kind of early nineties and buried myself, uh, didn't go to school for, for my, you know, my stuff. And, buried myself in it. It was kind of my hobby. And then that worked into a job. And then it was my, ho- my job and my hobby. And then it was, you know, all this other stuff. And at the, I, I'm done spending 20 hour days <laughs> on that stuff anymore. You know, um, it, it just can't do it. But um, uh, it, it, it is important to kind of have that balance back and forth. And you guys do have to, especially in the beginning, you know, you're working at, you've got these revenue goals, you have all these, these environment goals, those types of things, you do have to kind of be super dedicated and focused um sometimes i feel like you know if you've got a good partner um that's kind of that's on board with you and understands what you're doing um as long as you're not abusing that you know you can um you can get some good solid dedicated time and that uh that extra load for me equates to or translates to extra focus so you know when you do have five days of work to get done in three days it happens somehow sure um, you know, it, it works out. And sometimes it's actually an enjoyable process if you can take the next two off and and do your thing. Absolutely. So
1: and I'll just piggyback on that. You know, Jacob and I really view our relationship as such that we make each other better by supporting each other's strengths and opportunities, which is a very big player in that time efficiency, work-life balance, that whole realm. Like I know that there are certain things that I'm not as good at. So I really look to Jacob to lead the way on those things and vice versa. Uh,
0: so so what's something that you guys have struggled with, either either a process in growing the business that you kind of put together or something you struggled with, um, you know, either in that juggling time or, or a situation that you've run into with a customer that's been super difficult? Do you have anything that you can talk about as far as that goes?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's one particular experience, uh, just with respect, you asked about a, it wasn't a bad customer, uh, but we did have, this is really the only time I can, of that we've ever had this outcome uh this is some years ago we were contracted in to do a series of music videos and we went out and filmed them and put some edits together and it just wasn't particularly jiving uh you know it was like more of a difference of creative vision and um i suspect that in this particular case <clears throat> excuse me uh, i su- i suspect in this particular case that um Sometimes when people, and I have had this personal experience, so I'm just speaking on my own terms here, uh, sometimes when you record yourself and you get on camera and then you look at it afterwards, you kind of say, oh God, what is this? You know, you yeah. you, you stand like you feel like you're standing there chewing on your tongue and you look ridiculous and it's just not great, right? So we think that this particular individual might have had that kind of um, self-awareness revelation right before our very eyes and in as much...
0: Little deer in the headlights. A
1: little bit of that, of? and then also um, didn't. You know, it's it's hard to be self aware and be able to really pinpoint those emotions in the moment. So, long story short, the uh, the individual just wasn't liking the you know the final creative work that we had done, uh, and you know, to the extent which it you know turned into some awkward conversations. It never got nasty. We found a solution that definitely suited his interest he was able to release that content um, at a later point working through another creative source. Of course, we feel like we would have done it better, but but the the point is that he was able to put it in the universe. Um, So for the extent of like a bad customer thing, I suppose that's kind of like the tops is that we ended up just finding a solution that was different than the originally intended idea um, that was satisfactory enough For the most part, we, uh, we really tackle challenge head on. Um, We really view each one of those as an opportunity to, you know, learn and grow and, you know, knocking on a little wood, you know, we have yet to be in a spot where uh, we could qualify something as like quote struggle, although most certainly we will wind up there. And um, the one thing that I'm confident in is that between the intellect of my partner and myself, uh, we can most certainly create a solution that will solve, hopefully any struggle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, as you move forward, you're going to run into shit happens, you know, shit, it, it, and it happens with, um, you know, you, you, you work on a project for a given customer, the customer ends up not being happy about whatever, whatever, you know, things come up, um, production, whatever, you know, you lost some video or, you know, from our perspective, something happened and we didn't get the right, you know, we didn't get the right uh, set of functionality or it wasn't the, what they thought their impression was different. And this is, you know, in software development, it, ha- it happens. Um, and this is kind of why we work off of an iterative development format. I don't know how you guys work with your projects, but basically like we'll run into a situation where we go down and we start solving a problem for a customer And we start off and there's this impression, you're trying to explain to them what is possible. And and in the software development world, that's difficult for somebody that's non-technical. They're trying to explain to you your business process. And it takes a little bit of handshake um, to get back and forth a little bit before you both really understand the the other side. So you can write up a... You might have the best impression or the, the the best possible intentions up front, but there are going to be situations where you didn't really mesh and meld in the very beginning, um, and it didn't turn out maybe the way that either either side expected. And and you know the best you can do, like you guys did in that particular situation, is just kind of you know how can we how can we put this in a spot where it's useful for the customer and do whatever we can, um, and you know. Customer issues, that's, that's one thing that's, you know, in, is difficult in any business. I mean, every single business going to run into these kinds of types of things, but you're going to, you know, especially talking earlier about how you build staff, you guys are going to run, you know, run into a situation at some point where it's like, you guys have you, you're a super tight partnership, you know, how you're working, all that kind of stuff. It's really, really working well. And you bring in a third party that doesn't really quite mesh into that. And how do you deal with that situation? Sure. Um, so it's kind of a tough deal, but, uh. What's your what's your uh, what what's your biggest success? What are you guys most proud of that you've accomplished so far?
1: Uh, as a matter of learning, and as a matter of you know trying to always be better than you were yesterday, um, for the sake of you know this conversation, I think that we're just very proud of every video output that we put out there into the world, especially 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 lately. Uh, we like to think that every time we've been putting out work, especially over the past quarter, or so it's been a unique evolution and something that reflects uh, even more versatility in our workbook, a little bit different of a look and feel and something that represents that particular client's brand or mission, you know, that achieves the goal that we set out for in the very, very beginning. Um, So I think that as a general thing for me, it's very much our most recent work is probably the thing that I'm the most proud of. Um, I don't, I struggle to think of any particular goals just because, you know, in one sense, you know, every time we get done with a project, it's, of course, it got done. Of course, it looks great, right? We, we applied ourselves. We thought very hard. We went deep into the process. We, you know, hurled ourselves into the void, so to speak. So, of course, it should be a reflection of the very best work that we can do today, which would be better than tomorrow. Uh, but maybe Jacob has a larger goal.
2: Uh, well, I'll just add to that number one that it's the it's our clients and their customers reactions uh and feedback to what it is that we're putting out in the world right It'd be different if we were the only ones that felt this way but we love when we see the things that we helped create for people that do solve those problems that you mentioned uh get shared and then you know the reaction to them online uh those are really fun to watch um so from a creative spe- perspective i think you nailed it adam from a from the business side uh, of what we have going on over here, uh, I'm really proud of the margin. Uh, truthfully, video production is something that could absolutely easily uh, have huge expense lines, and uh, you know you can really let things get out of hand. Um, but because we're not approaching this as just you know uh, some creatives running amok, right? Where we're actually really putting in the the reps on the business side of things as well. It it's really proof that this is a need that needs to be filled out in this world. And, uh, so getting that type of, uh, market, I, what, I guess, what how would I say that? I would just say, uh, yeah, proof of, proof of concept, right. Uh, this is something that needs to be done out there and for the people that put together the right products and pa- packages, uh, there's going to be people that win big in this space and we plan on being one of them.
0: I mean, I just, you know, it is, you know, it's an early process for you guys, but, uh, you know, like as Adam mentioned, um, seeing an improvement in your process and not not necessarily like, uh, you know, the actual product is is better or whatever, but just smoothing out that process and seeing the improvement as you move forward and really understanding the whole workflow cradle to grave from a customer perspective to your deliverable. And then, you know, as you said, Jacob, just kind of seeing the reaction from the customer side. And those are, you know, that's kind of showing you that you're what you're doing is Um, is valuable and appreciated and coming back that's actually uh that's awesome that's super super cool having a high quality product like that so um what how do you guys uh how do you guys learn are you um do you have any favorite podcasts books do you guys are, are you guys audio people or you know i've talked about this a little bit in previous shows um, I think there's a little bit of kind of a, you're a video production company. So you guys are, you guys are video guys. Um, you know, so you, you probably, you know, and Adam mentioned kind of early on that, uh, he, he sucks down a lot of media, uh, from YouTube, even listen to that stuff. And I've got guys in the shop, some of the developers upstairs, um, that are in their twenties that are, that's the way they deal with things. Um, what are your guys' favorite ways to consume and learn and, and, and get inspiration from the outside?
2: Uh, I think it's all of the above, uh, and the way that I'll relate it back to this is I love like your, your observation of, well, you guys do video, so it should be video, right? Um, yes, but what makes great video is good storytelling and, uh, good storytelling happens and starts with words on pages. It starts with words spoken between people. You know, there's stories out there that have maybe even never been written down, Right only told through, through voice. So all of these things matter so much to the end product of a video that, uh, I think it's important to like indulge in what it is that you enjoy in whatever medium. So I definitely read books. Uh, I definitely listen to podcasts. I definitely watch a lot of videos. Um, so it's one of those things where I definitely get it based much more on the message and the value that it brings me versus like really being focused in one medium.
0: Yeah. What are your, what are your, some of your favorites?
2: Uh, well, I think Adam may have mentioned Joe earlier. We're both Rogan com, uh, consumers for sure. Uh, we, li- right. we listen to him. Uh, that's just a fun one, right. Um, from a, a book perspective, you know, Tim Ferriss is great. The four hour work week, you know, applying a lot of the concepts in there to help you get hyper efficient and make work fit the box, uh, to have a really great work-life balance, great book, Um, I'm actually staring at a book on my desk called You Are a Badass, uh, by Jen Sincero. Also a great recommendation. Um, I've got that one. And then when I, uh, when I get outside of the business stuff, truthfully, uh, I really try and indulge more of my hobby brain. So, uh, love, I have multiple golf podcasts that I listen to, big golfer, um, also play a lot of hockey. So watch some people play, play, uh, hockey on online. Uh, definitely love the NHL, love the PGA. So lots of different consumption of content and th- tons of different forms. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. We we just did an interview with uh, a guy that runs a golf e-commerce store this last week that we released in the last show. So um, cool. We want yeah. to talk
1: to him. Yeah, and you can cut this out of this conversation, um, but we would be eternally grateful for that. We're actually Jacob and I are working on a passion project surrounding golf that may or may not be a great fit for him. Um, It's all going to be online video content. Um, Long story short, we just noticed that there's this huge consumer base, especially on YouTube for golf related content. and Mm -hmm. No one's like checking the box. You know how you hear a lot of bands, for example, talk about, you know, we just write the music that we feel like we want to hear. We're trying to scratch that itch. Um, And so we would love to be able to get that person's info or pass along ours to be in contact with that individual for sure.
0: You should talk to you should talk to him. Um, so that we release that episode on Monday of this week. You can kind of get yeah. a little bit of it, but about an hour interview with uh, with Andrew Height of Just Rip It Golf, and it's pretty yes. interesting. Um, so he started a soft goods apparel company here out of Spokane. Um, and he's basically so his target market is not general consumer, it's kind of direct to um the courses. Hmm. Um, it's called greenies, something I'm not familiar with, but whatever. Any anyway, it was super interesting. So that's that's funny that you guys are yeah. uh you know, you're golf. I guess it's not funny. There's a freaking hundred billion golf guys, but we out,
1: yeah. That's that's <laughs> the the audience is ridiculous for that online. Um, and I'll just real quick, you know, insert back into the yeah. Hand regarding inspiration and you know what we're consuming and learning around. Um, just like Jacob, I tend to kind of take the multimedia approach to my own learning. Um, I would say I do slightly less strictly for entertainment consumption. Um, I tend to be a little bit more learning focused on a couple of topics. Um, I try to carve out enough time to learn more about You know, video production and editing and options that will ultimately allow us to expand our product base or maybe hack into a new space with respect to growing those revenue lines or something like that. Um, And, you know, a big thing, Jacob seems to kind of be like a duck on water or take like a duck to water rather regarding, uh, you know, developing a business. It's just kind of a natural space for him. And I have to apply a lot of brain power, and this is one of the spaces where I really look to him for leadership on, you know, what to do from the business sense, right? Because I tend to be a more creatively minded person, so I do a lot of consuming around that, uh, around those things, you know, kind of the higher level business type things to help, uh, you know, I guess concrete these ideas that jacob throws at me a little bit further um, so i tend to do a lot of like actual reading um, i'm kind of late to the party on this but i just got my library card connected through my local <laughs> app for um you know sending things to my kindle and consuming audiobooks on my phone and all that sort of good stuff so that's been kind of a a revelation to me and then you know we kind of touched on this before we started recording a while ago but uh, I do a fair amount of listening on YouTube. Um, a fair amount of the things, like, you know, Jacob mentioned Joe Rogan is something that I don't like actively watch, but I'll turn on and just listen to. Um, yeah. So there's a number of things like that. And then, you know, there's a couple like YouTube follows that I have. Uh, shout out to Sven at this guy Edits, who runs a fantastic YouTube channel. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk's just somebody I try to, you know, give into the hype a little bit for him because I think that he's yep. he's yep. nailing it, number one, um, in the sense of motivation, which I love. And then number two, uh, of course, this fits into our business strategy. You know, he's all about the content and we're trying to find the folks who exist in that same mind frame that, you know, need solutions to have that content created so that they can share it, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah that's cool. I, do, I listen to Gary Vee as well. I mean, I mean, you know, there's a lot of... He, he's got a, there's some mixed messages in there, but the guy's just super wound up and happy and pushing forward and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of a smiley experience off all of that stuff. So that's actually, sure. a, um, what we know, always say, right about here, or what what awesome. say about
1: him, what I always say about him rather is, you know, love the guy or hate the guy. The truth is, is that he's probably right on a couple of things. Like for example, uh, motivation, like a business cannot thrive strictly on motivation. Like you need to get strategic and tactical you know, it can't just be like, I tried super hard and had success. It's like, I tried super hard, I got very strategic, I got very tactical, and then I had success, right? Uh, and then, the, you know, again, just to get back on this point, the content, you know, I'm, I'm really a firm believer in that whole idea that the more you share your story, the more success you ultimately see, especially in the democratized world of content distribution, you know, where you have... Platforms that will literally allow you to reach thousands and thousands of people for very little money and or absolutely free. Uh, really yeah. believe in his messaging in that space.
0: Yeah, yeah, really, really amazing what you can do. Just kind of pushing content out the door, and that's you know he's he's kind of the he's the poster child for that stuff. Hundred so. percent. Yeah, that's cool. You guys ever listen to uh, just another kind of good storytelling thing? Is Rem- um, remarkable people. Um, Guy Kawasaki is actually kind of interesting. Um, so he does individual interviews. Um, and I know you guys do a bunch of video stuff, but you're, you're, what you're doing, you know, with individual, uh, clients is, is you are storytellers. That's, that's kind of the whole thing behind 100%. it. So, um, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Are you guys, uh, Apple or Android on your phone?
1: Uh, little both. Jacob's, uh, an iPhone user. I'm an Android user. And this has been an interesting thing for us to navigate, uh, really from the video production side of things. Uh, Jacob's fairly locked into the I things world. Fairly locked yeah. in is such an understatement. Okay. I'm, he's, I'm plugged into the matrix. He, he's all in. Yeah. If my
2: phone rang right now, the computer rings, my watch rings, you know, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, I'm, I'm, however, a very much a PC user. Um, you know, it's funny because we have our weekly, you know, like Monday one-on-one that we do with each other. It's just interesting to see because You know, we both roll in as it were, Jacob and I, this is just strange coincidence. We get asked all the time if we're brothers because, you know, we're slightly taller. We both, we kind of look alike. We have blue eyes, brown hair, you know, similar builds. So, you know, we get this question fairly often, but when we walk into whatever place we might be, you know, having our one-on-one at, you know, he sits down with his MacBook. I sit down with my Microsoft Surface Book. He has his iPhone. He has his Android. Uh, technical to, you know, video production. For example, uh, he's very much a Final Cut Pro user, which is specific to Apple. Yep. I am a DaVinci Resolve user, which you know is multi-platform. But we edit on different software, and you know, for us, it's been an interesting journey to, you know, navigate the limitations that are there and find ways to create a relationship between how we go about a project by project basis. Like for example, we just finished up a music video for a client of ours, uh, which turned out great. And we had, we don't do this often, but we actually changed hands in the editing process about, I don't know, three quarters of the way, you know, Jacob got almost in almost all of it done. And then he handed it off to me for final touches. And, you know, and you're in different environments. Totally from a class cross platform perspective, you know, it came with certain, you know, I, I don't even want to call them challenges in this case, because we kind of knew about what we could and could not, you know, like you were talking about the software development space and letting people know what's possible. Like there are a set of possibilities here, right? And so just yeah. learning how yeah. far Jacob needed to get it before we handed it off so that I could do the final pieces, make sure it was seamless um, so answering your question, uh, a little bit of both and for mostly better, mostly better. We're not generally hindered by the cross-platform thing. The uh, the one space that we can both agree upon, just getting a little bit technical, uh, camera gear, we're both at the moment uh, big fans of what Canon's up to. And, you know, we both exist on that platform from a camera standpoint.
0: Nice, nice. Well, I'll I'll look forward to hearing back from Jacob once uh, once he buys you a MacBook, and then you kind of join the dark side, and and you're just kind of all involved in that oh, Apple
1: ecosystem. Do not hold your breath.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, obviously, we're. I, I mean, I've been in the IT world for you know 25 years. Um, have been in all kinds of different platforms. I was a Windows developer for a long window of time, uh, and then about 15 years ago, switched over to the Apple side of things. And um, for us, it's you know it's the only platform I can get to every platform due to licensing restrictions. So I can develop for Windows, Mac, iOS, so on and so forth, Android uh, on a Mac machine, but I cannot do so on other machines just because of the licensing restrictions that Apple's put on there. But um, you know, I've talked about before, there's a, there's a lot to be said for the ecosystem. There, there's some amazing tools out there on every platform now. Um, super, super cool. So it is interesting to see you guys um, as co-founders together in different environments and what, you know, how that kind of plays out. So for sure. um, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be the cool. The thing I want to add to that
1: they... is I don't feel like either of us, you know, are bearish on the other platform. Like I don't. I don't tend to give Jacob a hard time about you know his eye things. He doesn't tend to give me a hard time about my Windows things. It's just an interesting space for preference, and um, I know that there's a fairly caustic uh, conversation surrounding the you know usage of one platform over the other, and of course they have their advantages or disadvantages. Uh, but that's not something that we get typically riled up in um i don't yeah. i don't in any way shape like I've, i'm fully understanding of why anybody would use any particular platform just to, to be fair apple products tend to be fantastic um the only and I'm, I'm gonna throw a little shade just real quick um it does it does blow my mind that you can still spend three plus thousand dollars on a laptop and not get a real touchscreen on it i think that's a little okay. bit strange
0: well, cause you got to buy the the iPad also, that's where you get your touchscreen. So you got to spend $4,000 if you want, if you
1: want, both. <laughs> <Tight>. <laughs> I'm kidding. I totally get it. The The <laughs> ecosystem is where they get people and I will, I will hand it to Apple. That ecosystem from a, you know, even from a creator standpoint, it's tempting, it's tempting, but uh, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath on me making that leap.
0: Yeah. there's Well, there's been a lot of change in the last 20 years, so you know, historically, Windows was the way to go. Um, At least from my perspective, it was Apple was around kind of long, long, lots of years ago. And then it kind of we went through this phase of of Windows. And then once Apple sort of jumped on the Unix bandwagon on the back end, they came out with OSX. So OSX for me, based on FreeBSD, you guys might, you know, care not care about what that stuff is. But in a Unix environment, it makes a big deal just kind of security platform what you can do. So I think honestly, things are so mature now on all platforms. There's just some amazing tools out there, and you know, I've got multiple devices all over the place. So, um, yeah what's your What's your What are your favorite tech tools, either home or work or however that however that goes? What's your What's your favorite tool that you use? That's kind of technology related.
2: Oh my gosh, this is going to be ridiculous, but I think my favorite tool of ours, you know, currently is uh, we recently purchased a, a commercial van that ha- hauls around all of our stuff and, uh, nice we uh yeah so it's fun to drive around a big truck and we did a pretty cool conversion on it so it uh it's uh done by David matt vans shout out to David matt vans but it gives a great space awesome. to work mobily and you know it's got a full solar setup and you know extra chairs in there and sink it's great
0: oh man that is super super cool right on that's a that's a good answer i haven't heard that one yet that's great
1: yeah, I didn't see that one coming, but it, it has been a fantastic tool. Um, I think on a more technological standpoint, I touched base on a couple of things. Um, one of the things that we really use, literally day in, day out, nonstop. Uh, Jacob touched on this was uh, our project management tool. We use Asana, uh, yep. which has been fantastic for us. Um, you know, we're really deep in that platform at this point. We do literally everything from our prospecting, our you know. Um, client management, internal communications, our projects, you know, each video project that we're working on gets its own board. Um, there's a lot to be said for that. And I know that there's many other Trello and tons of other stuff that is very, very similar. So it's like, you know, I would assume without doing a lot of research, it's like, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the next for like us as users. Uh, But that's something we've been really big on. Um, Other things, like I said, kind of getting into the production side of things. uh, I use DaVinci Resolve as my editing software of choice. Jacob uses Final Cut Pro. Um, And we do a little bit. uh, We dabble in some After Effects when necessary. Um, Every now and then we get tapped to do like some photography work. Uh, So obviously like Photoshop, Lightroom. um, Those are some of the production tools that we tend to live on. What else? Yeah probably a bunch of things that we're not remembering at this particular, point. but those, those are kind of the day in day out. Wins right
0: there. Yeah. I haven't used Asana. We, um, so I, I use Trello quite sure. a bit, just personally, just to kind of, it's kind of like a really wide to do list. So I've got a hundred different Trello boards and 20 things going on each one just for my personal organization. Um, and then software development, we've got some other tools that are particular to software development, but I have been reading a lot about Asana. I haven't, I haven't picked, I haven't, uh, kind of looked into it yet, but, uh, um, I might go poke around in there. It sounds like uh, there's a lot of users uh, in there that really enjoy it. So um, what are you guys drinking? What's your favorite beverage?
1: Coffee. It's it fuels, <laughs> it fuels the Insignia Studios mission. And it's, for me as a personal user, um, an absolutely irreplaceable part of my day-in, day-out life. Without um, at least a cup of coffee, I do not have a personality. And water the other
2: thing yeah that's good Uh, i'm into the coffee answer as well and i i'll just add that i totally jumped on the LaCroix bandwagon (laughs) you know soda water soda water all day soda water game
0: that's awesome i used to you know years ago i used to be a soda like a regular soda drinker and i kind of got rid of that it's not you know you have 15 years of drinking that crap it's not good for you but um i we do the same thing we have a kind of cooler in the we have an open workspace upstairs we got a cooler full of uh Various kinds of beer uh, for Friday afternoons we do frosty frosty beverage Friday in the shop and then uh, that lacroix stuff, man that coconut one is awesome. It's like a weird I think you got a I don't know its acquired taste, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty good. You can drink that stuff all day long. yeah so it is cool. an
2: acquired taste for that specific flavor, but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah it is uh, anything else that you guys can think of?
2: you know one
1: other thing that we didn't really touch on is just you know again kind of digging into the creative rabbit hole just ever so slightly. Uh, you were nailing it earlier, Rob, when you were saying that uh, you know we really kind of envision ourselves as problem solvers in this space. Uh, but on the other hand, it's like once we get into this spot where we have like, okay, here are the problems, here's how we're going to solve them, now it's time to move into the mission. Um, we're really all about cinematic storytelling as a, as a base for kind of everything that we want to make sure that we do from a video production standpoint right we kind of talked around this a little bit and telling people stories is just such an integral part of what we're up to and that is oftentimes kind of the solution when you start to strip away all the things right like Some people don't want to be mired in the process of creating video. Some people don't have equipment to create high quality video. Some people don't have the time or latitude to be able to get that far in the creative. Sometimes the learning curve is the the obstacle, right? So once you start stripping away all of the surface level problems that we solve, the thing that we identify down at the very base is that people's stories need to be told and Some people want that done in a very, you know, in a certain specific manner. Maybe it's more beautiful. Like I mentioned, cinematic storytelling. Um, That's really the fundamental basis of what it is that we're trying to do from the creative side. And I think that I just wanted to dig a little bit more into that particular spot right there for a moment.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I'm going to be uh, kind of excited to hear, um, you know, I'd like to reach back out to you guys again just later this year and see how you're doing and um, see how the year has progressed for you. So, um, it sounds like you guys have just a, a really cool start to the whole thing. You've got a good team, um, and you've got a good product. So that's pretty cool. How can people uh, reach out to you if they have any questions?
2: Uh, number one, go to the website insigniastudios.net. Um, and then, you know, all the other social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, find us on LinkedIn.
0: nice that's awesome uh do you guys do you guys you guys are on twitter um at insignia studios what's your twitter twitter at jacob Edis. all right at jacob bennis are you on there adam
1: uh in a very inactive sense I'll, I'll let my man <laughs> lead the play there
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough
1: great and real quick rob we just wanted to say that we really appreciate the opportunity to come on your show uh this has been a fantastic conversation we've had a lot of fun with it for sure um, so we just appreciate you being super responsive and facilitating this and hosting a great show and making sure that we had all the information we needed to come in and be really confident about having this conversation with you. This has been just fantastic. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I appreciate it too. I'm glad you reached out. Um, I'm, I'm super jazzed for, for what you're doing. I think you guys have a really good story to tell. And that's really what we're trying to, um, what I'm, what we're trying to put out there with the show is, is sort of um, you know, the reality of small business and what people are having to go through and what they're, what they're doing and how they're collecting things and, and their perspective and what they want to build and those types of things. So I think, uh, you know, you guys at Insignia have a really cool story to tell. So, um, I'm super jazzed about it. So
1: cool. Awesome. Well, this has been a great time, Rob. I really appreciate you. Uh, we're excited to hear this and, you know, we're, we're going to be tuning into the other episodes as well, for sure. So, you know, again, we're just real grateful to have the chance to come on your show and speak with you guys.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thanks a bunch, guys. I'll talk to you soon. As always, if you run or work in a tech small business, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, reach out to us at bootstrap.fm front slash contact. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at bootstrap.fm front slash subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at at bootstrap.fm. Um, and if you take a few minutes to provide uh, a review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps us um, get some additional exposure. And we'll see you next time.